0: Well, BC MLA's are getting a pay raise. They get one every year. They don't vote on it. We know what kinds of problems that causes. But it is indexed to the rate of inflation. So it's automatic. That means provincial politicians will get 2.7% increase this year. But that's raising eyebrows among public sector workers. So let's find out why. Rob Shaw has written about this in the Vancouver Sun. The legislative correspondent joins us now. Hi, Rob. Hi, Simmy. Okay, so why is this causing such a concern?
1: Well, it's a bit, um, I guess, problematic for the new Democrat government, because they have been very militant on holding a certain line when it comes to the pay raises they're going to offer all the public sector workers here in BC. So nurses and correctional officers, uh, even doctors, although that's a bit of a different issue, but social workers, the, the civil service here, there's two to three hundred thousand people who are in the public sector who have contracts with government and the government's been negotiating all these deals and they've said very clearly the province can only afford a two percent annual wage increase to public sector workers and then you have mlas getting a 2.7 percent increase and uh, some of those public sector workers including ones who haven't signed deals with the government are grumbling about that and saying well that doesn't seem fair because the argument the MLAs are using is we're just going to increase our pay automatically every year at the cost of inflation so that we can, you know, uh, keep up with the economy. Right. The cost of inflation is the base level that MLAs should should have. So how come other workers are being told to take pay increases that are actually below the rate of inflation? And that's kind of the, the core of the pushback and the the frustration some people are feeling with these numbers.
0: Right, because we know that a lot of these public sector unions have signed their contracts, but there's still some big ones to come, right?
1: Yeah, the BC Teachers is one of the biggest ones, and obviously that is a complicated (laughs) contract because of all of the past history, um, you know, with teachers and the provincial government, the Supreme Court of Canada decision. Um, I mean, it is a different government. It's an NDP government, and I think the teachers are hoping for A better deal, but when you talk to New Democrats here, including cabinet ministers, they're very clear. They want the teachers to come in at the two percent range as well. So they want them to sign the same deal the other unions have signed: two, two, and two wage increases over three years. That's the contract. And the teachers are saying, "Look, we're already suffering from recruitment problems here. It's hard to get teachers. The sub lists are decimated. French immersion uh, is a a problem in recruitment. We need." more wages, and the government's saying, we can't afford that. We can only afford to give you 2%. So the teachers are looking at the MLA pay increase and saying, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. How can you afford to pay politicians more, but not teachers? And it becomes one of those hard-to-argue points for Finance Minister Carol James when she's trying to explain it.
0: And I'm sure a lot of these unions also thought that by having an NDP government in place, they might get more than 2%.
1: Yeah, and I guess to the NDP government's credit that they've held the line. Um, Every 1% uh, increase in pay for the public sector is more than $300 million in costs to taxpayers. So it adds up really quick when you start doing wage increases. And the government has created this mandate. They've said, look, we have to balance our budget. We can only afford 2% a year. Everyone's got to take it. Now, it, it gets even more complicated because some of these deals with the public sector unions have had kind of um, lucrative kind of side pots of money. So the doctors, they did sign a deal for 2% a year, but they also got this special 2.8% extra amount for business expenses.
0: Right. And they get
1: a, a $7,500 bonus for business expenses. And the nurses did sign a 2% deal, but they have a special clause in their contract where they can get up to $5 more an hour if the vacant nursing jobs aren't filled and they're having to scramble with a bunch of vacancies. So I think teachers want that kind of deal. I think government is saying, look, even though MLAs are getting paid more, we can find a way on the side to offer you some perks and bonuses, but you have to stay at 2%, which is a very important number for government. And so it's it's a lot of kind of jockeying and negotiating and optics, and the optics aren't good. Uh, for for a lot of people looking at what MLAs get.
0: So is this like the new kind of signing bonus where they have all these other little deals on the side?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's called, (laughs) what the the Democrats are describing it is, is we have to be fiscally responsible on the pay, but we also need to put money back into uh, services to make them sustainable. So they're willing to put money into programs and services, money into side pots. If I was to guess, I would say the teachers will end up with a deal that's 2% a year, but with a massive amount of money, hundreds of millions of dollars on the side for um, learning conditions, classroom conditions, substitute lists, uh, you know, incentives if you need to go to rural parts of British Columbia where it's hard to recruit teachers, bonuses for French immersion, you know, that's how they'll get around the two percent cap. But at its base level of pay, it looks like MLAs are outpacing everybody else. And, you know, yeah. Side deals aside, they are.
0: That is so interesting, because I, I remember anytime you give any kind of politician a raise, Rob, it's like a huge deal, right? We saw what happened with Metro Vancouver politicians. Is there a way around that by saying, listen, we didn't vote on this. Like, this is, we're hands off.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it has as you mentioned off the top, like, the history of MLA pay raises is so contentious. Yes. It was 2007 that Gordon Campbell decided MLAs needed a pay raise of in the mid-20s. It was going to be almost 50% for him as premier. And it turned into a mess here. Carol James, who's now finance minister, was the NDP leader at the time. The NDP wanted the pay raise, but didn't want it. They wanted to take it, but some MLAs didn't want to take it. They were going to donate it to charity. It was a huge kerfuffle. And all the parties after that political drama quietly agreed, look, let's just make it the rate of inflation every year, automatic independent. That's it. And, that works to a certain extent. I don't think we want to fight politicians fighting every year about their pay. No, But it is a problem for governments that that want to hold a line at one level while recognizing that in their own pockets, they have a much higher rate of inflation, the higher cost of living that they need. And I think that's something perhaps the finance minister didn't fully anticipate when she created this bargaining mandate. I don't think New Democrats are happy that the rate of inflation is 2.7%. They'd probably be happy it's 2% and they get the same. But And the other thing to keep in mind is most of these union deals come with what are called Me Too clauses. Right. So if someone did manage, like the teachers managed to negotiate a 3% pay raise, all the other unions would get it. That's the Me Too clause. But nobody thought to put in a Me Too clause for the politicians, So which I guess they probably couldn't <laughs> have done anyway. So all these Me Too clauses are great except that the politicians, you know, they get to do their own thing. So the unions can't really use that as justification for arguing a higher rage.
0: That is so interesting. All right, Rob, thanks so much for explaining it to us.
1: Okay, take care.
0: That's Rob Shaw, legislative correspondent with the Vancouver Sun.